Welcome everyone. Welcome everyone. We are here in the Haravanon Ovetola Daf Yomi Shiur. Tonight's Shiur is the first Daf in Masechet in Perik Shvi'i of Masechet Shabbat, the seventh Perik. Um, Klal Gadol. Klal Gadol is a big Perik, as its name indicates. And it's relevant for every single Malachah of Shabbat. Regardless of all, all 39 first of all, are discussed in this Perek. They're all mentioned in the Perek. Besides of being mentioned, um, we'll also discuss when and where the, the, um, they apply and what's the point of Avot and Todot Malachot. Okay? So we'll read the Mishnah. We'll explain it, and then we'll spend the rest of the daf uh, explaining what the cases are talking about in different details. Okay, we're on daf. Samach Zayin Amur Bet on the bottom. Okay, says the Mishnah as follows. Klal Gadol Amru B'Shabbat. There was a big call that the rabbi said about Shabbat. Any person who forgets the main part of Shabbat and he does many melachot on many Shabbats, I'd like to, if you don't mind, share a screen with you. If you don't mind, I'm going to just uh, make this small. Okay. In case number one, we have over here as follows. The Mishnah says he remembered. It doesn't say what he remembered in the first case. We're assuming he remembered about what the Melachot are. In case one, he forgot Ikar Shabbat. Ikar Shabbat is in the Gemara, what it means. But the assumption means he forgot anything about Shabbat. He doesn't know anything about Shabbat. And he did. He did many melachot on many Shabbats. He owes he owes one chatat for all of them. Since he forgot Ikar Shabbat, so he's only chayav one chatat to each one. Okay? We'll see what that means soon. Next case. Hayodea, first word line. Hayodea ikar Shabbat. He knows ikar Shabbat. And he makes many melachot on many Shabbats. Chayav al kol Shabbat b'Shabbat. Then he's chayav one per Shabbat. So we have it on a sign over here on the screen. He remembered ikar Shabbat. Uh, again, I put in parentheses because Mishnah doesn't mention what he forgot. But the assumption is he forgot the melachot. He did many melachot on many Shabbatot, and he owes one per Shabbat. That's case number two of the Mishnah. Let's go down to case number three. Okay. Last line. Hayodea shehu Shabbat. You see, it's a little bit different than last time. Here he knows that it's Shabbat. We assume he forgot melachot. He did many melachot on many Shabbat. Chayav al kol av melachah. So there is chayav for every av melacha, which means that there's 39 avot melachot. 
Uh, one example of av is cooking. That's one. Another example is carrying, carrying on Shabbat. Another example would be borer. You'd be chayav one for every borer. So if you did, if you did a hundred different borers, you'll only be chayav one. That's one per av. Okay. Whereas previously you had forgotten. When when you forgot the melachot, when you forgot ikar Shabbat, it's one per Shabbat. When you forgot shehu Shabbat, it's one per av. Okay. So if I, Rabbi, if I do a one time in the morning and then I come back in the afternoon and do it again, and then once a night I have to do it again, I have to send, according to this term, you have to do three korbanot. Did you remember in, in between? No, I forgot today was Shabbat. I'm just going on my regular day. I think it's Sunday. Uh, okay, so th- that's going to be a discussion in the Gemara. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get to that today. Okay, so far, so clear. We're working on this. Okay. Last case. You do many melachot. All type, all part of one melacha, you only chayav one. This is not a remember. I didn't put it in the chart because it's not a remembering or forget. But you did many melachot and... Um, they're all the same type in one forgetting. So, for example, like, like I just told you, a person does five different acts of borer. He takes the tomatoes out of his salad. He take he takes um, he he sifts out uh, his flour to make to take out all the bad parts of the flour. He does six different acts, but all of them have the he, he takes his black socks out of his drawer of, full of white socks. Somebody put put white socks in his drawer. And he is supposed to have white. He takes the black one out. That's also where he does all these things. He only brings one korban because he really did only one av melacha of border. Beautiful. That's the Mishnah in a simple way. Let's see if we get to the Gemara and understand. So the first subject of the Gemara is to understand the language that the Mishnah starts with. The Mishnah starts with the, with the word klal gadol. There is a big rule about Shabbat. The Mishnah wants to know the Gemara wants to know, why are we calling this a big rule? Why? What's a big rule? What's a small rule? Now, you're going to see that this, uh, this concept of big rule comes up in a few different places. We see it here in Shabbat. It also comes up in a Mishnah in Masechet Shevi'it, delineating the laws of Shemitah. Klal Gadol Amru B'Shemitah. It, it does not show up, according to most opinions, According to most Tanaim, it does not show up in the laws of Maaser. Okay? So the Gemara is going to look at those things and figure out what the common denominator is that causes us to use the term Klal Gadol. Same thing Gadol. What's the reason why the Tana used the language of Klal Gadol? The funny language, not commonly used. Why is it that the Tana? Use that language. Says the Gemara as follows. Attempt number one. Excuse me. If you tell me the reason why we use Klal Gadol 
is any time the Mishnah is going to tell you one klal, and then there are, they have another klal subsequent. So therefore, since there's two klals, this becomes a klal gadol, and the next comes a klal katan, which is a smaller klal that's less complex. nami, and by shemitah also, mishum because also by shemitah there was going to be another rule coming subsequently, and therefore that's why it says klal gadol by both of them. Tana klal gadol, how could that be? Gabe Maased, when it comes to Maased, the Ketani Klal Ached, it does say another rule by Maased, right? Velot Tanani Klal Gadol, and it doesn't say Klal Gadol. So the first attempted answer was, whenever there's a subsequent Klal, we call the first Klal a Klal Gadol, because it's a major one, and the second one, which is smaller, a minor one. Now that would hold water, and it works by both Shabbat and Shavit, but if so, Maaser should have a Klal Gadol, and it's not listed in the Mishnah as a Klal Gadol, because there is a subsequent law by Maaseb, and they do not call it Klal Gadol. So the Gemara gets rid of that reason. Another reason. Amar Rabbi Yossi Barabim, Shabbat Ushvi'it, Shabbat and Shemitah, Avot v'toldot, which have Avot and a Toldah. By Shabbat, we have Av Melachot and Toldah Melachot. By Shvi'it, by Shemitah, there are things that are asur as an av, which is the major thing you can't do on Shemitah. And there are some things that are told us. The avot are like planting and plowing. Those are avot. But there are some other things that only asur that are banan. They're called toldot. But either way, the idea is that both of them have av and toldah. But maaser does not. It's, right? So let's read, read this, this suggestion inside. I'm going to see what I mean. Shabbat. Shabbat ushvi'it, di'it bu avot u'todot, tanagadol. Ma'asel, di'it bu avot u'todot, lo tanagadol. Ma'asel, tanagadol, 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 tanagadol. That's a good reason. Whereas says, you're right. It is a good reason. But it's not going to hold water according to all the rabbis. Because there is a rabbi called Bar Kapara, who has a brighter, and he actually puts the word klal gadol by ma'asel. And according to this new rule, since there's no avot and todot, there's no av and todah. When it comes to maser, bar kapara should not do that. So how would bar kapara get away with having the word klal gadol in his mishnah of maser? Well, the bar kapara, the tani klal gadol b'maser, he has the word klal gadol in his maser, right? My avot, my todot ika. Over there, there's no avot todot. That can't be the reason. Ela Radnigmar gets rid of both reasons. It's not because there's a subsequent law. It's not because it's avot todot. Rather, it's the following reason. El alav, hainu taima. Gadol on shoshel shabbat yotel shashavit. There's more instances in Shabbat and Shemitah. According to this answer, all the klal gadols are in a row. And when we say klal gadol, we're saying that Shabbat is more of a of a klal, is a bigger consequence than Shemitah. And Shemitah is more consequence than Maser. The last one doesn't say Klal Gadol because it's not better than the next one. There is no next one. So again, there's Klal Gadol Shabbat over Shemitah. Klal Gadol Shemitah over Maser. And Maser doesn't say Klal Gadol because it's not over anything. Let's see the inside. El Alav, Hainu Tama. Gadol on Shosh Shabbat Yotem Shabbat 
there's a bigger punishment on Shabbat than the Shemiti. In more cases, the Ilu Shabbat because the laws of Shabbat apply to produce, meaning apply to fruits and vegetables, whether they're attached to the ground or whether they're detached from the ground. Right? The Gadol Ocho Shemit, right? And, and therefore, Shemit, when it comes to Shemitah, it's only applying to attached and not to detached. One thing is a detached, we don't, it doesn't apply to. Therefore, Shabbat is more severe and it's stricter one to more called Gadol because it applies to more things than Shemitah, which only applies to things that are attached to the ground. The Gadol Ocho Shemit, you tell me and the punishment of Shemitah is greater than Maaseh. In, in what way? When it comes to Shemitah, Shemitah applies whether you, if you're, you're growing human food or whether you're growing animal fodder. Okay? But, but there's no rules of Maaseh on anything that's grown as animal food. You know that most of the food in America is actually grown for animal food. Most of the corn in America is grown for animal food. And uh, Maaser does not apply to animal food, whereas Shemitah does. And therefore, Shemitah is a kal gadol over, over Maaser because it applies to more things. And that would work for Bar Kaparat too. Because when Bar Kaparat says the word kal gadol by Maaser, they'll say, Bar Kaparat the Tanik kal gadol Maaser. Why? Gadol on Shor Shemaser, Yoshemim Pe'ah. That's because Maser applies to more things than Pe'ah does. Does everyone know what Pe'ah means? Harry, you know what Pe'ah is? Pe'ah is a law that you must leave. We call it the corners, but you must leave the ends of the field for the poor people. So if you have a mile of fruit trees, you have to leave some of them for the poor people at the end of the field. So it says the Gemara, Gadol on Shom Maser, there's more things that have Maser than Pe'ah. That's why Barbara Kapala would have put this word Kagadon. When it comes to Maser, you have Maser on figs and you have Maser on vegetables. You don't have on fig trees and you don't have on vegetables. And therefore, there is a Kagadon for each one. According to this third answer, there is a Kagadon. As long as there's something that you're bigger than, we call you Gadol. Okay, so again, Shemitah is bigger than Maser, Maser is bigger than Pa'ah, and Shabbat is bigger than all of them. So now the Gemara is going to show you now in this Tetanah, in this Mishnah, why, why um, you're not Chayav Pe'ah on figs and vegetables. Tetanah, we learned in the Mishnah, we made a rule by Pe'ah, Koshu, Ochel, anything that's food, Vinishmar, and it's preserved forever, meaning you take care of it. It doesn't just get spoiled right away. It grows from the ground. And you gather them all together at the same time. And you save it to last. That's chayav peah. What does each one mean? Ochel, when we said it has to be ochel, that's excluding certain things that are grown for medicines. If you have herbs that are grown for medicines, they're not chayav in peah. Vinishmar, when we said it has to be vinishmar, it has to be guarded. 
you're not chayav maaser on any plants that are ownerless. When we say it has to grow from the ground, that excludes mushrooms. Mushrooms don't grow from the ground. They grow on the ground, like we said in the second Benachot. And since they grow on the ground, not, not from the ground, therefore, you're not chayav to give maaser from your mushrooms. Okay? And we gather them as one. That excludes figs, because figs are not gathered as one. They have to go when they're ripe. They're not all ripe at the same time. Right? When we say you take them to store, that excludes vegetables, because most vegetables don't last too long. The, the fruits can last for a long time, but the vegetables are more perishable, and therefore we're not we're excluding those from the Hasev. So the Gemara said, when it comes to Maser, Tanaan, we learned, Klaamu Maser, we said by Maser the following rule, Koshu Ochel, anything that's Ochel, Vinishmar, and it's watched, not Hefkeh, Vigidome Aret, and it goes to the ground, Chayav Maser. So it seems like, even though mushrooms are not Chayav Maser, but figs and vegetables are Chayav Maser. Therefore, we see that figs and vegetables are stricter in their way than, I'm sorry, we see that Baaser is stricter in its way than Pe'ah because it applies even to vegetables and fish. Okay, we're at the two dots now on the bottom of Samachet Amud Aleph. So far, I'm assuming I have everyone with me. Leon, you with us? Good. Mark, we got you? Yep. Awesome. Let's go. Thank you. Now we're going to discuss these cases that we have on our charts. Okay? We're going, to, we're going to refer back to our screen share over here soon. It says the Gemara as follows. Rav Ushmuel the So Rav and Shmuel are going to come and say a big chidush, which is not the way we understood the Mishnah. Now I'm going to give you a little hint that Rav and Shmuel's chidush is going to last for a while. We're going to try to defend it, and then we're going to be unsuccessful, and we're going to change it to something that's more sustainable. But we're going to give you version A and then version B. So here's Rab and Shmuel in version A. Says the Gemara as follows. Rab and Shmuel, the Amrit Shabbai. Rab and Shmuel, say, they both say the following thing. Our Mishnah is talking about a Tinoch, a baby. Which was captured by the, by the Goyim. Or, or you have a ger who converted, didn't know the laws, and he lived among the Rim, he couldn't learn what to do. Aval, but, hikir ulusof shachach, if you have a guy like Ralph said, who used to know it was Shabbat, and then he forgot it was Shabbat, that guy, Al Mishnah wasn't talking about. According to Rav and Shmuel, that guy we weren't talking about, chayav al kol Shabbat u Shabbat. That guy's chayav a korban on every Shabbat. So according to this, when did we say in our Mishnah that if you forget, you only chayav one? That's true if you never knew. But if you knew that there was Shabbat and you forgot, you chayav for every single Shabbat. This is the statement of both Rav and Shmuel, which the Gemara is going to challenge now from the language of our Mishnah. Says the Gemara. Tanan. We learned in Amishnah in case number one. Let's come over here, guys. 
to my chart, we learned in case number one, okay, if a guy forgot Ikar Shabbat, right, he said he's chayav, one, he owes one chatat, right, now, what does it sound like? If it says he forgot, look at the word forgot. Forgot implies that he used to know and he forgot. So how can you tell him? And it says, So you see from here, you only have one. Right? And not like Rav and Shmuel saying that only a guy who was captured by the Goim and never knew Shabbat. A guy, they, they kidnap a baby. He grows up till he's 25. And if he's 25, he comes back and says, I'm Jewish, yeah, I'm back. And they say, by the way, you know the Shabbat? 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 I never, what is that? Yeah, you have to bring a chatat. Does he now have to bring, according to Robin Shmuel, he's the guy who only brings one chatat. But you have a guy like Ralph, who forgot it Shabbat, he brings multiple chatatot. Okay? That's what Robin Shmuel says. But our Mishnah says, you have a guy who forgot Shabbat. When a guy forgot Shabbat, that means he used to know what Shabbat. So you see that even a guy who forgot Shabbat, the Ralph type of guy, only brings one chatat against Rav and Shmuel. Is that clear? Good. Look, Rav and Shmuel defend themselves. They say, no. The Mishnah is not talking about a guy like that. It's talking about a guy who never knew. Look. My What does it mean? Anyone who forgot Shabbat? It means it was always forgotten from him. Yani, we're not talking about a Ralph. We're talking about a baby who was kidnapped. And when we say he forgot, it means he always forgot. Yani, he never knew. That's how the Gemara is going to get out of that problem. So, okay. what about a guy like a Baal Shuva that never Yeah, Baal Shuva also. He never knew. He grew up with parents who never taught him. According to according to Rav and Shmuel, that's the only guy who can bring a korban chatat. One, but a guy like Ralph who doesn't know where it's, who doesn't know what day it is. Ah, no, no, no. A guy who forgot or a guy who forgot, he should have remembered. He's chayav for every Shabbat. That's what Rav and Shmuel are claiming. You, the Mishnah sounds not like that. Okay, you misread, misread the Mishnah. Again, this is the first. Attempt. We're going to lay, eventually change Robert Shmuel. But at this point, that's what we think they say. Says a lot further. What about the Ralph guys who he here, they knew it, and then they forgot? What would you say to them? For sure. If we're telling you only this guy, that means that the Ralph guy is for every Shabbat. If so, I have a question. Why did we give a case to a guy who knew and he forgot? We have a rule in the Mishnah, which is called which means if we have a choice to bring a contrasting case one and case two are contrasting. Why are they contrasting? Because if you look over here, in this column over here, the he owes column, we're contrasting. We want to give you one case where you have one chatat, and case two, you have one per Shabbat, not just one chatat. 
So we know that we're trying to contrast. But the rule in contrasting is the contrasting is most powerful when you contrast like things, things are the most the same. For example, if I want to show you the difference between a guy who is um, following the coronavirus rules properly and a guy who's not, I show you two twin brothers, one who's, uh, they're, they're both 40 years old, one followed the rules, one didn't, and the guy who didn't follow the rules ended up on the fence and the guy who did is healthy and happy. So if I do very, very similar cases, I show you that the difference is what you did. If I take one guy who's 75 and another guy who's 22, and I compare one guy who listens, one guy who listens, that's a very, very bad comparison because maybe I'll, I'll attribute the difference in outcome to the difference in the subject that you're talking about. That rule is true in the Gemara also. So if the Mishnah wants to take one case of one chata and one case of one for Shabbat, the Mishnah should always try to say a case that's most similar to the first case. And if we, meaning Rav and Shmuel, are claiming that the first case is a baby who was captured, why don't we contrast case two with the Ralph case? A guy who knew and forgot and say that he's have one for Shabbat. Why did to bring a case to a guy who remembered Ikar Shabbat? Leave the case with a guy who forgot Ikar Shabbat. And just say, he forgot Ikar but he knew it originally. He's Chayav for everyone. And that would be a much closer case. That's like a twin case. Does everyone understand what I just said? Again, the rule of Liflog, means we always want to have, compare similar case. When we contrast one that owes one Chata and one Shabbat, we want the most similar. So we why if, if it's true what Rav and Shmuel are saying that Rav and Shmuel are claiming that this case case number one of the Mishnah is talking about only a baby who was captured but a guy who forgot Shabbat wouldn't be chayav for every Shabbat so why would we say in case number two and introduce a new item where he forgot the melachot leave it in the exact same case. He forgot Ikai Shabbat, but he used to know it, and says, I have one for Shabbat. That would be a much better contrast. The fact that we didn't will show us that Rav and Shmuel are wrong, and the Mishnah is talking about even a guy who forgot Ikai Shabbat, but he used to know it. Good. Says the Gemara further. The fact that we say, you know Ikai Shabbat, why don't you write the case in Ralph? That would have been a better contrast case. When we say you know Ikar Shabbat over here, case two, when you say you know Ikar Shabbat, that means you knew Ikar Shabbat and you forgot it. So according to what we're saying now, this means you knew and forgot. That's what we means to say, put in parentheses. And therefore, case one was never knew. This one, when it says he, rem- he forgot Shabbat, it means he never heard of Shabbat. And the other one, 
and therefore everything's cool. That's how Rav and Shmuel will answer the questions. Beautiful? Says the Gemara further. Let's go. Top of uh, the next page. Turn the page, guys. What if the guy did not forget Shabbat? What would be the law? Meaning, he forgot that day was Shabbat. What's the law? If we say, you know, that it's Shabbat in case number three, Shabbat. Why don't we just say, if you know Ikar Shabbat, the Koshkin High will know this one for sure. In other words, why do we have to say case number three? A new case where we introduce the guy who knows it's Shabbat. I could have given a much better case. I could have said the Ralph case, where the guy doesn't know. He forgot Ikar Shabbat. But he remembered. But he used to know it. And he's Chayav many Malachot. He Chayav one Prav. Why don't we just say that case? And if I know that case, for sure I'll know case number three. Koshkin, why don't we just say that? Says the Gemara. You're right. So we're going to get rid of Rav and Shmuel. What Rav and Shmuel said, that we're only talking about a baby, is not really what they said. We're going to amend what they said to what they probably must have said. Says the Gemara. Our, rather, our Mishnah. Let's go back. So case number one. Is talking about not you never heard of Shabbat, but rather you heard and forgot. Okay? Let's write that in. This case is heard and forgot. Whatever. Whatever. I can't do it over here. But this case is heard and forgot. I don't want to do it while we're on. Uderav Ushmul Nami, Nami. And Rav and Shmuel, when they said, it's talking about. You knew and you forgot. This is what Rav and Shmuel really said. They said the following. We just meant to say that he, don't think that a, that a ger is different than a Jew, than a guy who knew. You might have thought that the guy never knew about Shabbat. He should have a different law than Ralph who forgot. Says, no, no, they're all the same. Rav and Shmuel coming to tell you that a ger is the same as Ralph. Don't think he's different. You might have thought that, but really we're not saying that. That's what the point of Rav and Shmuel thing. And this is the new amended edition of Rav and Shmuel. So according to this edition, and yes, sorry, right. So according to this, everyone's the same. Now pay close attention because the Gemara is now going to bring and show you an opinion that even this revised version of Rav and Shmuel is being strict and they're going to be more lenient. Watch this. They both say, You're only if you're Ralph. Okay, so it comes out that according to this, the case 
case that Ralph opened up with, where there's a baby, not the Ralph case, but the case that where you have a baby who was captured, is actually Machloket, Rav and Shmuel, and the Rilchon and Shakish. So Rav and Shmuel, we'll call them the Babylonian rabbis, they both say he's only Chayav one Korban. Of course, only one. Rabbi Yochan and Shakish say, no, if you have a baby who's captured, and he finds out afterwards, hey, guess what? You, you know, you missed 45 Shabbats or 400 Shabbats. And he says, wow, I never knew. He goes to the rabbi, according to Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan, the rabbi tells him, you don't know any Korbanot. You didn't know, you don't know any. The other guy is standing by the rabbi and he says, what do you mean? I also didn't know. No, but you forgot you have one. But if a guy never knew, he's have zero according to Rabbi Yochan. And Rabbi Shmuel said, everyone's have only one. Whether you forgot or whether you never knew. That's Rabbi Shmuel. Good. Now, we're going to ask a question on Rabbi Yochan. It says, you word from the next price. Says the Gemara as follows. May TV, no question, contradiction. Klal Gadol Amru, the rabbi said a big rule, Mishabbat. Anyone who forgets, Ikar Shabbat. You make many Melachot on Shabbat. Ketzad, pay close attention right now, this is the point. How do you have a case of a guy who only owes one? It says, If you have a baby who is captured among the Goyim, there should be bells ringing off in your head right now. You have a baby by the Goyim, he needs one for eating dam, one for eating chelib, one for doing avodazara. Every time he does those, he has one, 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 one. Umunbas and Munbas says, Patur, Patur, is a different rabbi. And he says the following Dilasha. Moonbaz is telling you that you're Patur. Okay? He says Moonbaz. Moonbaz says you can't bring a Korban if you're a baby. You know why? If you were a baby when, when you were captured. You know why? Because there's a pasuk in the Torah that mentions the word, that mentions the isur of a guy who's a mezid, and it mentions the isur of a guy who's a shogeg. And both of them are called a choteh, a sinner. And since they're both called a sinner, Torah wants to equate the two by calling them both sinners. And tell you, just like the shogeg, just like the Shoget, Mezid is a guy who knows something he's doing is wrong, so too the Shoget has to know something he's doing is wrong. And therefore, a baby who was captured as an infant and never knew he was doing anything wrong cannot bring a Korban, says Mumbaz. So Mumbaz disagrees, and he says that a baby owes no Korban. tells him, Rabbi says that you, that the uh, baby Ischayav, he says. Rabbi, how are kids chayav a korban? They're not chayav, aren't they not, they don't have avidot or anything like that? Correct. We're to- what we're talking here is a, a kid who was captured when he was 
six years old, and he stayed captured till he was 25. So one could say, if you go like Rav and Shmuel, they say, oh, you never knew? Okay, Rochi, come, we give you one chatat. And if you ask Rabbi Yochanan, he says, you never knew? You owe zero chatat. So for all the Shabbats in between 13 and 25, Rav and Shmuel will make them owe one, and Rabbi Yochanan will say you owe zero. Got it. Good? Yes. Okay. So Rabbi Akiva has a flip comeback to him. And what he basically does to Munbaz is he tells him, if you follow your logic where you're comparing Mezit to Shogeg and saying that Shogeg has to know something to be Chayav Chatat, and therefore you're excluding and saying that a baby who was kidnapped at three and last to 25 owes nothing because he doesn't know anything. Is that what you're saying? He says, I'll add to what you're saying. Maybe you'll tell me that just like in, comparing Mezid and Shogeg, so just like a Mezid has to know a little bit that he, what he's doing is wrong at the time when at the time when he did the Avera, so too, a Shogeg has to know what he's doing is wrong at the time of Avera. So Mumba says, yes, that's right. Amalah. He says, you're right, 100%, you add to my words. According to you, if he knows what he's doing is wrong when he did it, he's not a shogeg, he's a mezid. Why would they call him a shogeg? So it must be, I don't agree with your reasoning. We learned at least, we're talking about Tinoch. According to Rabbi Shmuel, since they are one, it makes sense why we talk about a baby. According to Rabbi Shimon, who say Chayav zero, why does the brighter mention a baby's Chayav Chatat? You have Machoket Tanaim. We go like Munbaz. Munbaz says, You have a question, you have a question. We have an answer, and we go like Munbaz. Okay, Rabbi we'll come back to Moonbaz tomorrow to clarify what he says. Welcome, thank you for coming. Baruch Olam, Amen Amen. Thank you, Rabbi. My pleasure. Thank you, Rabbi. Call too. See you tomorrow. Rafi tomorrow.